recorded live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to welcome to our, our Monday night Bible study. The young men and young women worldwide revival underneath the tutorage of overseer David Carpenter. Amen. Let us go into prayer. Father God, in the blessed name of your son Jesus, we come before you tonight, Father God, your humble servant, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for yet another day. We ask you, Lord, to forgive us all for anything we said, anything that we've done, anything that we even thought, Lord, that was not according to your word, Father God. We ask you right now to forgive us, Lord. We ask you, Lord Jesus, as we open up this line of Bible study, Father God, Father God, that you would get the glory out of it, Father God. Help us, Lord Jesus, to be able to expound on your word, Father God, to be able to share your word of God, to explain your word of God to those who do not understand, Father God. But we also hope tonight, Father God, that someone will come on the line, Father God, that will be able to also expound and share the word of God that they also know too. It's nothing like a cup of the word of God to sit down after you have dinner and relax with. So sit back and enjoy as we go into the book of First Peter. We'll do our announcements, and then we will go into the book of Peter, First Peter, the second chapter. Please join us every Sunday night at 7 p.m. We will have a guest speaker to come online and let the Holy Ghost use them to give you the word of God. They will, they will come online and share with you what God has given them to open up your hearts because every time when someone comes on, a guest speaker comes on, when someone preaches, it's a word that God has for someone listening. Someone needs that word right then and then, and God has them to bring forth that word. So please come join us on the line, because that word might be for you. Please come join us. Tonight is Monday night, and yes, we have our Bible study. And we've talked about that. We're going to come out of First Peter, chapter 2 with an open format. On Wednesday nights, that's, I believe, Sunday and Wednesday night, I believe, are our biggest nights. And we start Wednesday night at 8 p.m. We have a guest speaker to come on to preach and teach the Word of God. For this month of January, the theme is New Beginnings. Please come online and join us. Please get said the awesome word of God before you go to sleep. You never know what it might open up for you, what it might help you with, 
and what it might teach you. Please come and join us for our worldwide Wednesday night preaching and teaching with our guest speaker. On Friday night, Overseer has been given a vision to reopen up the open mic where young and old, and we're not just talking about an age limit, we're talking about those that are just beginning to preach and they're shy about it or they don't think they can do it. Come on online. Come join us. Or you can even get in touch with Overseer as Pastor Carpenter on his page if you want to be one of the guest preachers to come on. Don't be shy. There's not there's no wrong answers. God will direct you and guide you. Come online. Please come Friday night and join us online at eight PM. These are announce our announcements for tonight. And we thank you for joining us for Bible study. In first Peter, I'm gonna read out of the King James, it says, and I'm going to be reading verses 1 through 3, because they kind of connect. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile, or guile and hypocrisy, can't see, well, you say that word too good, and all envies and all evil speaking. Verse 2, as newborn babes, Desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. And if so, be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. In the second chapter of First Peter, verses 1, 2, and 3, Paul continues to encourage the Jewish Christians to get rid of their sinful behavior their evil desires that they were entertaining and engaging in, along with their, their slick, their deceitful and lying ways. Here he was encouraging them then and us now to stop being hypocrites, living as the world, pretending that we are Christians, and begin living as believers. Do you know that there are people watching us we say that we love the Lord. We say we represent the Lord, but yet we show people another way. And down in verse Peter's, in this chapter, you're, you're going to hear that. You're going to get to understand that. But if we are children of God, as we claim, we should show in our way of acting, in our way of talking, we should display God Jesus characteristics. Being born again so that we can desire the truth. Mm, my. As newborn babes, we have to be born again. So that we can desire the truth. It says the sincere milk. The truth, the truth of the word of God. With with sincere feelings. Feelings that come from our heart. Not just something that we want to say or something words or something that we have studied, but the true word of God that we have studied. Not just a book that we've picked up, 
but the book of the book of the Bible of God, which teaches us, instructs us how to live according to the word. It shows us. The words jump off the page sometimes for me. We have to read this Bible. We have to study it. We have to get understanding from it so that we can grow and become mature Christians. Not just readers of it, but we have to be doers of it. We can't just read it and say, oh, I've read it, but we have to walk in it. We have to take this word and make it live by walking in what the Bible is saying to us. Please come join us. And as we go on, it says that now that we have tasted, ugh, experience, overseer is rubbing off of me, experience that word of God by reading it, studying it, and getting to understand and getting understanding from it, then we should apply and implement it into our lives. We know that God is gracious. We know that God is there for us. We know that God will lift us up when we're at our lowest point. But how can we know God? And how can we know what he's going to do to do for us if we don't read that word of God, get to know it for ourselves, experience it for ourselves? We have to experience this word for ourselves, not just what people tell us, but for ourselves. Please, I beseech you, pick up that Bible, not just on Sundays and Wednesdays. Pick it up all during the week. Read it. Read it for yourself. Let the Lord show you you in it. I'm going to read verses 4 through 5. To whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, of, but chosen of God and precious. Ye also, as living stones, are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Mm. Wow. Here we're, we're, we're told that we must continue to live according to the word of God. Mm. Because Christ, he is the living cornerstone. And we are the living stone. We, his creation, we, his children, are the living stones. And the only way we're going to get connection to God is through the cornerstone, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the cornerstone. We are going to run into people that are going to reject the word of God. They're not going to want to hear what we're saying. They're not going to hear anything about God. They're going to tell us that how can God let this happen to me, God? No, you let that happen to you. You walked into it, you created the situation, and God let you walk through it so you can come out of it the right way, so you can learn your lesson. So I'm telling you now. Please, when you run into somebody that's rejecting the word of God, please don't argue with them. That's religious. Pray for them. They ain't even got to hear you praying. Pray, start praying in your mind. 
Ask the Lord Jesus to illuminate their minds, to give them understanding of what you're trying to say to them. And if that doesn't work, you tell them, God bless you, and you walk away. Is there anyone on the line tonight that would like to um, share anything or share in this word that I've, this word or these scriptures that I'm expounding on? Is there anything that you have to put to it? Or is there anything that you'd like to add to it? You know, God doesn't want us to live the way the world is. We will find that we do not fit in everywhere. We do not fit in a lot of places we go. But God has given us the strength to be there, to endure, to hold on. See, God chose to send Jesus to come down to this earth, even though he knew he didn't fit in. Jesus didn't even fit in when he came down here. So as we take on the word of God, as we start living according to the word of God, as we start striving to live, to implement this word, to apply this word to our lives, understand we're going to lose some friends. We're going to lose some, we're even going to lose some loved ones. Jesus was sent down here to shake up this world. He wanted this world to change its ways. God was grieved. That's why he sent his only begotten son down here. He was grieved. And we as believers, we should shake up the room when we walk in it. Yes, we should. Our light, our light should shine. Our light should shine. Yes, we should, as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we should share be sharing the word of God. You know, our testimonies, your testimony might be a word that can help someone. You don't know what people have been to. It might help that someone, that's someone you meet on the street, that's someone you meet on the bus, that's someone you meet when you're in a restaurant. It can help that someone. We as disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, we're here, here to build up the kingdom, kingdom of God. God sent us out. We are here to build up the kingdom of God. Yes, just as Jesus is living cornerstone, we are also living cornerstones. We're God's creation. We're his children. See, we say it as they, they call it the sinner's prayer. I call it Romans 9, um, 9 10, um, 10, 9, and 10. We have said it, but we can't just say it with fake lips. We can't play about it. We have to be about it. And because I say we're the, we are the living stones, Make uh, Listen, let's get this straight now. As his children, we are his children. But let, let me point it out that the only, only Jesus is God's only begotten son because Jesus and God are one, three spirits and one head. And that's a whole other lesson. And sometimes that can be kind of complicated. But I've learned it and I'm willing to share it. You see, we are God's children. That is, and we have been given the commandment in Matthew's, in Matthew's twenty-eight and nineteen. 
that we had to go out, share this word of God, be disciples of men, share the word of God, help build up the kingdom of God. God don't want to leave nobody behind. When Jesus returned, he don't want to leave nobody behind. We have to share this word. We have to give this word. If we are leaders, we're to give it. I've said it, I've said when I preached last Friday that everyone is not chosen, but every everyone is not chosen to preach, but everyone has been chosen to share the word of God. Everyone. As believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we are counted as a part of a world priesthood, a holy nation. We have to offer our spiritual sacrifices. We have to strive and live our lives according to the word of God, not according to man or according to that book we read the other day, but according to God. And we have to remember that our bodies, our bodies are a sacrifice. They're God's temples. They are God's temples. This 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 body. Mm, we have to sacrifice our way of living. We have to. We must sacrifice our way of living. We must not destroy this temple by marketing it with tattoos, piercings. We must not disrespect this temple by having sex before we have marriage. Those are only to name a few, because I know that someone else can come up with some more of them. Is there anyone on the line that would like to share in this word, would like to share in these scriptures, would like to expound and share what God has given you? Is there anyone? Is there anyone? As I go in... And I read verse 6 through 8. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief stone, elect precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. My God, mm. unto you, Therefore, which believe, he, he is precious. But unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallow, the same is made the head of the corner. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient. Whereunto also they were disappointed. Here in verse 6, Peter speaks about a cornerstone in Jerusalem that was chosen for great honor. That cornerstone is Jesus. Jesus Christ was born in Jerusalem. We don't know the exact date he was born, but he was born in Jerusalem, born in a manger. Mm. He was born in a stable, laid in the manger, wrapped in the old rags from that manger. Jesus was the great, was the greatest honor that God sent down to this earth. Mm. He was sent down to this earth, born to this earth to redeem you and me through the shedding of his blood by dying 100% human and innocent on the cross. 
to redeem you, to redeem me from our sinful way. God was so grieved with this earth that he had to send his son. This earth was going to hell. My God. And we're going to say that if we put our trust in Jesus, we will not be confused because God, the word of God, it opens up, it, it illuminates our minds so that we can understand what is going on, how it's going on, what we should do about it, how we should go about doing it. We should be able to see ourselves, how God the Father honored Jesus by giving him God honored Jesus when he gave him the assignment to come down here, to be born of a virgin, to die. I left something out there, Lord, forgive me. To be born of the virgin, to live here on this earth, to walk among your people, learn, see, see them, learn their ways to preach and teach the word of God, to bring the good news, to share the message. The message that will have us to be able to live long and live. He didn't just come and preach the word. He came so that we can live. He took that plan of salvation. He followed it through just as his father directed him to. He died on that cross. He shed that blood. He shed that blood so that when we get sick, we could be healed. He was the greatest honor that was born in Jerusalem, that was sent here to save us, to save us. You see, he was the stone that the world rejected. He was he was then and he still is the chief cornerstone. And we are the living stones that have been chosen to help build up and enlarge the kingdom of heaven. Mm. Who wouldn't want to be a part of that? Who wouldn't want to be? Is there anyone on the line that would like to give any comments, that would like to share in any of the scriptures that we are talking about. Jesus will be that stone that we stumble on when we are living unto the world. Mm. Jesus, he will be that rock that takes offense when we are obedient, when we aren't obedient to the world, word of God. See, God, God is fickle, y'all. God loves us. He loves us. He grieves. He, he, he has wrath for us. You don't know when it's coming. We think we can take the word of God and turn it to our advantage, but it doesn't work like that. You see, the word of God has been placed here so we can live a better life, so we can love each other, so we can respect each other. But when we're going through, we can lift each other up, we can encourage each other. The word of God was put here. And the word of God is Jesus. 
Jesus is the word of God in the flesh. But he left 44. He had 44 disciples. He inspired them to write what they walked through, how they walked through with him, and what it is that we need to learn how to live according to the word of God. Is there anybody on the line that would like to give a comment? Anyone? I will go on to read verses 9 through 12. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a particular people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as a stranger and pilgrim abstain from flesh abstain from fleshly love which war against the soul. Having your conversation honest amongst the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evil doers, they may by your good works which they shall behold. Glorify God in the day of visitation when God returns. Lord, Lord, Lord. As believers, as God's chosen generation, we are now a royal priesthood. Mm. Came a long way from them Gentiles. A holy nation that the Bible talks about. And we belong to God. Even if we are not Jewish, even if we're not Israelites, we are Gentiles, not all of us, but we belong to the Lord Jesus Christ now. We were chosen. We were chosen. Mm, what an awesome revelation that God chose us, even though we were not Jewish, even though we are not Israelites. He chose us Gentiles. And that's Gentiles, that could be any race. He chose us. He chose us, his people, those that want to be saved, those that want to live unto him. He chose us. And because we are God's world priesthood, we should share with those that do not know him. Share this word of God that we are learning. Share this word of God that we already know. Share how, share your testimony, how God has brought you out of something. Share what God can do in your life, the difference he can make in your life, share the change. In my biblical classes, we have hope change. Our our two main words was hope and change. The hope of God that he make a change in our situation. Come on now. A hope of God making that change. Make that change in our situation. We, God's children, we as living stones, we, as we build up the church, build up the kingdom, 
We can we can help make that change. We can help make that change in this world. Yes, we can. Mm. It says that God called you, he called you and me out of the darkness, out of our sinful way of living, into unto his marvelous light, that light, the light that shines, the light that, that lights the sky, the light, mm, the sun that lights the sky. The sky, the, the, the light that guides us through hurt, through pain. The light that brings us through when we feel like there's no, no, no way we can come through. And I know right now, a friend of mine, that light right now is guiding her because she lost her, her daughter on Wednesday. And Saturday, she lost her mother. My Lord, I know that light got to be shining. It's got to be guiding her. I've sent her many a prayers because she's not going to answer the phone because she's really going through. But my God, my God, your light, I know that your light is going to bring this overseer through. I know your light is going to guide her. I know she's going to come through that hurt, that pain. She's going to come out of that dark place in her mind, Lord Jesus. Lord, I ask you now to help anybody that's on this line that's in a dark place, Lord Jesus. So let your light shine. Help them to come out of that dark place. Help them, Lord. Mm. Help them. I promise I wouldn't start preaching. Help them to come out of that darkness. As a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, when we walk into a room, our light should illuminate every corner of that room, every crevice. Our light should shine. You see, we were born upon this earth, just another person. Our identity was the same as everyone else's. But now that we have to receive the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, we have a new identity. We are Christians. We are saints. We are believers. We are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. We are God's children. We are the living stones that are building, are building that stairway to heaven. Hallelujah. We are building it. In the Old Testament, there was no mercy. And now because of Jesus' death upon the cross, we have mercy grace, and we even have favor. My Lord, my Lord, thank you, Jesus Christ. Thank you. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your favor. Thank you for the grace, the grace that you bestow upon us every day when you wake us up. The mercy that you show us when you bring us through. Because we go through something every day. We go, we, sin, we sin every day. We can't help ourselves because we live in this world. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm. Peter warns us here in 11 that we have to remember that we are children of God. We're here temporarily. And we should abstain from the worldly desires that are against the word of God. How many times have we turned away from God? How many times have we said mm, that we wasn't going to do it but fall back to it? 
How many times have we backslid? How many cardinal Christians are there today? How many? You say you love the Lord. You say you desire to live according to the word. Yet, there go we. There go you. There go I. There go I. My God. And we pay for it one way or another. We don't realize it, but we pay for it one way or another. We should always be mindful that we are in the world, but we are not to live as the world does. We are not to live like the world does. We are not supposed to live as the world does. We are not supposed to talk like them, think like them, walk like them, do any deeds or actions like them. We are supposed to hold the ethics up. The Christian ethics, look unto them, walk unto them, think unto them, do unto them. Come on now. Saints, we must be careful with what we allow to come out of our mouths, what we do in front of those that do not know Jesus as well as what we do when we are alone with ourselves. You see, know that Jesus Christ is watching us. Jesus Christ is watching our works. He's watching us. We are servants of the Most High God. He's watching you. Know that he is watching you. Do not be fooled. We must strive to let our light shine in every situation, not some, every situation. Not just for the world to see, but again for our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ to see. Be that role model. Let us display the characteristics of Jesus Christ for all to see. Is there anyone on the line that would like to share in this word of God? Is there anyone on the line that has an opinion? Um, I do. Um, who, yes, ma'am. Who am I speaking with? Um, who's speaking tonight? Pastor Nadine, Washington. Hi, Pastor Nadine. This is Evangelist Easter Williams. And as you were speaking, I feel, I felt uh, the Holy Spirit in you. And it Praise wasn't, God. I felt that it was Jesus speaking through you. And I and the devil tried to make me try to like how you normally do. Um, don't want us to say anything, but I had to um, unmute the phone and say something because I felt whatever you were saying, I wasn't too, I wasn't too long got on the line, but I felt whatever mm-hmm. you were saying was so powerful and so true. Yes, and 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 it's all about whatever. Whenever you were reading some Bible verses and speaking, I thought about it's about sharing our testimony with others. It is yes, a must for all believers, and is a must for all Christians. When giving our testimony, we tell how we came to trust in Christ alone as our Lord and Savior. Yes, we ma'am. tell how God opened our eyes on how we were a sinner in need of a Savior. We tell how when we were in those dark places, those da- dangerous mm. places, and how 
our Savior, God, our Father, had delivered us. Yes. We help someone, as you stated, we do. It's a time for um, ministry to come together and help those, to encourage those, because we once was lost too. And I so um, thank you for allowing Jesus' spirit, powerful spirit, to use you because every word that you stated on tonight is so true because it's only God can turn mess into a message, a test into a testimony, a trial into a trumpet, and a victim into a victory. And we have to let those know that no matter what they're going through in life, because we've been there, yes. everything that each person is going through, everything that we go through, knowing that sooner or later it's going to turn into a victory. Because we yes. are sharing with others different events leading up to our own salvation and how God has worked in our lives to bring us to repentance. And it's not about us. It's more glorified about God. We don't yes, brag Lord. about ourselves. It's more glo- bragging on about God, what he has brought us through. Because testimony is a form of praise and honor to Christ. And this is what is so much needed in this world today, is to not to, to be holier than thou, but to bring our to a level, to their level, yes. to talk like how they talk sometimes, yes. to bring them up until what Jesus had led up us to be directed by him to bring them yeah. up to the same level we'll be, uh, um, we be on because we are the only Bible sometimes people will ever read. And we Amen. can't be high and mighty that we can't never go down like how we used to go and br- encourage them and tell us when we was in the darkness, when we was in the clubbing, when we was on the streets, when we was... Uh, mm. Um, 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 committing adultery, when we were stealing, when we was lying and stuff like that, we need to tell them how God, our Savior, had delivered us from. We yes, we also as a way to encourage others. No, every time when we're going through trials and suffering in life, that's an opportunity for us to share our testimony of how God worked in our life and made us stronger and made us Amen. And I thank you, woman of God, because, and I will be praying for the woman that lost her loved ones. Um, but yes, I yes. certainly thank Jesus for using Jesus. you because I felt the anointing um, word of God in you. And I could not leave off this line without saying anything. I Amen. Thank you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. In verses 13 to 17, the Bible reads, Submit yourself to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. For so is the will of God that with will, Doing, ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men as free and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God. Honor 
all men. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. My Lord, my Lord. Mm. In verse 13, we are asked to submit to authority. Obey the law of the land. God has allowed laws to be put into put into effect to keep us in order in this land, on this earth. Because if he didn't, we would run rapid. We'd be doing anything and everything that we wanted to. God, it says that we have God. We we are we are asked to to respect authority, even if we do not like who is in charge or do not like how they're talking or treating us. We must be obedient. There's going to be a time when someone's going to treat you in a nasty manner. There's going to be a time when someone's going to speak to you in a nasty manner. But I'm going to tell you, sometimes we got to chow down. We have to just be quiet. And see, let God, the word of God said, let God fight our battle. Yeah. I worked in a place where I was called the ink spot because I was the only black person there. And I tell you, I had to be quiet so many times. That I believe that my, the city of Philadelphia put me there because they knew that she'll be quiet because anybody else could not have taken what I've taken what I took when I worked there. But see, I served God. I served almighty God, so I knew I could shut my mouth because I'm not worried about what you say because you can say anything you want. My God has my back. My God, and one of the young men came to me when he got older, and he said, "Um, I'm sorry for how I treated you. I didn't know any better. But I told him, it's all right. I'm not mad at you. I have I don't even remember it. I remember your face, honey. I don't even remember what, what happened. And I've let those things go on. Let it go. It says, just as we do not want to embarrass and displease our earthly father, we should really be careful not to embarrass and displease our heavenly father. Don't you know? That not just the people that are lost are watching this. Don't you know that God is watching you? You say you are a child. He's watching. You say you are a servant. He's watching you. If you serve and get a reward, you better stop now. Because if you serve and you serve with the heart of God, you serve because you want to please God, not to get the pastor's attention or to get this auxiliary attention or that auxiliary attention. You are serving to please the Lord Jesus Christ. You are serving from the heart. Serve from the heart. Serve from the heart. Speak from the heart. Do not speak nasty to people. Do not put people down. Encourage people. You don't know what people are going through. As the lady just said, as the evangelist said online, you might be the only Bible that that person knows. You have to be that role model. You have to be. We have to be for this world because it is God's will that we live lives that honor him, not ourselves. We have to live lives that honor him. We have to display our way of living as Christians with Christian ethics. 
when that's when that when that that negative person come on, you know what you do? You get silent. Let that naysayer say whatever he wants to say. Her say whatever he wants she wants to say. That's how they feel. Let God deal with them, not you. Don't ever get into an argument about Christianity, about religion. That's not your job. That's not your calling. Amen. If God gives you something to say, say it. Elsewise, be quiet. Let God talk to the person. It says that we are free, but we are also servants of God, and we must not use our freedom as an excuse to allow our flesh to take charge of what we think. That's right. Oh, um, what we say or do. See, I, I know a lot of cardinal Christians. I know them. I know a lot of them. And what they say one thing, as soon as we walk out the church door, it's another thing. They're doing another thing. Yeah. Know that God is watching you. Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. God is watching you. And the reason why your family or people that you know don't want to come to church because they know you. They know you. Why do? Why should I go sit up in the church, pay my tithes and everything? When I can, when this person acting like this, I I can act. They act the same way I do. What's the difference? What has changed in you? You act one worse way in the church, and as soon as you get home, even some people in that own houses, who believes you're a Christian? Amen. Who believes it? So don't take the freedom that God, the free will that God has given us and throw it back in his face. I said, and for these reasons, we must always respect ourselves by living, striving to live according to the word of God. We must always respect everyone, everybody, even those to whom we do not like. The, you know, the loved ones. I got some loved ones. I'm going to tell you, I got some loved ones. Only time they call me when they want prayer or they want to borrow some money. But you know what? I love them anyway. That's right. I love them anyway. I love them anyway. I'm the youngest youngest child with a youngest daughter. I got one brother underneath me. And they tell me, I remember you wouldn't and you wouldn't, yes. You remember me back then. I had a good job all my life. And, yes, I told you no many a time. But the Lord has changed me. And if I feel that you really need it and God give me the okay, I'm going to go here and help you out. And, see, I'm going to help you out. Now, I know I might not even get paid back. But you know what? People say, I'm going to help them out because God knows God. God going to give me that money right back. Even if I don't get the money right back, I'll get it back some way or somehow. It's a blessing coming my way some way. Yes. And I didn't, I didn't loan it to you or I didn't do something for you to get a reward from God. I did it because I am a servant of God. And these are what the servants of God do. We are there to help. We are there to encourage. We are there to be there for everybody. Yeah. We are there to be there for for even for the people that treat us like crap. We still are there. We are there to say, I love you. Do you need help? Can I help you? 
Can I help you in any way? Knowing that person just don't don't like you. But if they're crying, if they if they get they hurt, if they need something, if they need a word, I'm here. I'm gonna give you that word. Because it ain't about me, it's about God. See, I got he got to step out the way and let the Lord Jesus Christ serve you. See, the Lord Jesus Christ that lives in me. Because if it was on my own, even though I was I was a nice person, I was one of them people that when they say they had us run a track when I was in um in a uh, New Life Bible Institute, and I remember that track said uh, write a track. She said, and 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 I was one of those good do gooders. I was always I had the nice house, the car, the fan, the, the husband, the kids. The kids went to a Catholic school and everything. I thought I had everything, but it didn't mean nothing. I was miserable. I was miserable. Know that all the material things in the world can't make you happy. All the money in the world can't make you happy. Happy only the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what's going to give you some joy when you're serving him, when you're helping others, when you're being there for others. It reminds me of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. I gave all my clothes. I gave this and I gave that. Did you give it to talk about it? Did you give it because you wanted something? It means not. It definitely don't mean nothing to God. So keep it if that's how you felt about it. Keep it. I'm going to go on. Is there anyone else, is there anyone, forgive me, that would like to comment? As I go on into verses 18, I think it's up to 18 through 24 we're going. We're talking about the servants, um, being a ser- being servants, being a, um, I'm sorry, being slaves, being slaves. As it goes on to talking about being slaves, Lord have mercy. Mm. Servants, be subject to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and the gentle, but also to the forward. For this is thankworthy. If if a man for consciousness towards God endure grief, suffering wrongfully, for what glory is it? If when ye be buffered for your fault, ye shall take it patiently. But if ye do well, if ye do well and suffer not, and suffer not, and suffer and suffer for it. It says, "You take it patiently." This is acceptable to God, my Lord. And as I go on, because I'm sorry, I'm on a computer, and um, it's trying to uh, act a little funny here. So I just, I got the word of God saved in my my in my phone, and it says in verse twenty, "For what glory is it?" If when ye buffered for your faults, ye shall take it patiently. But if when ye do well 
and suffer for it, ye take it patiently. This is acceptable with God. For even here unto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. Jesus, who did not sin, neither was gall found in his mouth, who when he was revealed, revealed not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on a tree that we, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed, for ye were mm, sheep going astray, going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop, bishop of our soul. And as I contemplate on that, and I go back and I and I, and I expound on it, we were saved. We were slaves. We we were slaves. We admitted to our master the devil. That's what we admitted to. We have to learn how to. We have to learn how to submit to the Lord Jesus Christ with all respect. Do what we are told. Not only if they are kind and reasonable, we have to we have to be that person. We have to be respectable of people, of others, even if they are of another religion. We have to be reasonable. We are told not to be cruel. We are not to be nasty to people, treat people any old way. People say we should treat people as we want to be treated. In Matthew, it tells us to love our neighbors, our neighbors as we love ourselves. We ought to treat people as we want to be treated. Just as you love yourself, you should love everyone else. And this is what pleases God. It pleases God when we love each other. It pleases God when we are there for each other. It pleases God when we uplift each other. It pleases God when we encourage each other. It pleases God. Mm. Listen, listen. We are going to endure unjust treatment. We're going to endure unjust treatment even with Christians. But if, and I say if, if we are true servants of God, and if we have surrendered, if we have truly surrendered our heart, soul, mind, body, and soul to the Lord Jesus Christ, that unjust treatment will dust it off like it didn't even happen. We will dust it off like it didn't even happen. I've done it many times, and I'm still doing it. Mm. I'm telling you, y'all. It says about us being beaten for doing for doing wrong. My God. I'm, I'm, of course, you're getting no credit for being patient. People don't believe you could be patient. People don't believe it. People do not believe it. People try to take your 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 compassion, your your uh, your love, 
your kindness and just try to walk all over you. I've been walked on. And this all talk about that I've been um, lied on, cheated, talked about, and mistreated. But as long as I got Jesus, that's me. As long as I got Jesus, you can do what you want, say what you want. That's right. You can do what you want. It's an old song. I can't remember the name where it says, um, um, but I'm still holding on. I'm still holding on to his name. Though I've been talked about, though I've been mistreated, though I've been put down, I'm still holding on. I'm still holding on. And I'm telling you, I hold on. And if you suffer for doing good, if you endure anything, any hardship for doing good, know that you only you only feel in a hardship because you took it personally. You only endure that hardship because you took it personally. See, God will be pleased with you when you turn that other cheek. And people say, oh, somebody hit me, I'm not turning. No, you're not just turning other cheek physically. You're turning other cheek in your mind. It happens. So be it, it happened. You treated me bad. You walked on me, you talked about me, but I'm still going to love you. See, because I'm, I'm trying to please my God. I'm trying to do things the way God would do things. I didn't take on becoming, being born again, becoming a Christian, loving the Lord. I didn't take it on to shock so people could see me, so I could people could stand in awe of me. I took it on to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. I didn't took it on for show. Yes, I, I just I just recently got beat down because of the way I dressed. I dressed at night when I was dancing in the club with Butterball, and I'm a dress now for the Lord Jesus Christ. That's me. This is my personal persona. I like to dress nice. And believe it or not, if I'm, it doesn't matter if I'm dressed nice or whether I'm dressed raggedy. I've got the Lord Jesus Christ in my heart, and that, that ain't leaving me. See, that, that look, I can give you my clothes. I can trade plays and take then you take your rag. One thing I'm not gonna let you have. I'm not gonna let you take the look my love for the Lord Jesus Christ away from me. I'm not gonna let you take it away. And I'm always, always serve my Lord Jesus Christ. Dress the undress. But if I come to preach at your church, know that I'm coming in here dressed just like I dressed when I was in that club. Because if I can dress for the devil, I can dress for the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? Oh, my God. See, God called us to do good. He called us to do good, even if it means that we're going to suffer some. He called us. He asked us to be an example. As we follow in his steps, he asks us to be an example. He's telling us to be an example. He wants us, you and me, to walk like he did. Don't walk like the world. Don't walk like the world. See, Jesus never sinned. But we ain't there. I tell people, I'm not God. I'm not God. I'm not Jesus. See, because if I never sinned, I'm not here anymore. I'm dead and gone. 
There's no perfect person on this earth. But he asks us to read, to study that word of God, to get understanding for it. Get what it get what you need to get for yourself out of it. Every time I pick up the Bible and I might read a verse, I might read that verse over and over again. It's going to tell me something different because every time you got different situations going on in your life, know that Jesus did this. Jesus did sin. Don't be deceived. Know that Jesus walked this earth and he didn't sin, but you. You, my saint, you might sin, but don't do it with a knowing heart. If you do it and you don't know, that's one thing. But when you do it and you know, you're going to answer to the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus didn't even retaliate when the soldiers beat him. They drug him and beat him. He didn't retaliate when they put that thorn of, thorn of crown, crown of thorns on his head. When they drove that, 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 that nail through his ankles, as they put his ankles together, when they drove the pegs through his hands. He didn't retaliate. He could have because he was on a mission. He was on an assignment. He was here to do his father's work. He was do, here to do what God sent him to do. He was on assignment. He didn't do anything. He left it in his father's hand. He asked, he said, Father, forgive them because they know not what they do. He said, forgive them. And he stayed there. He laid there. He could have came down off that cross at any time. But he died carrying your sins, my sins, in his body to the cross. He died carrying our sins, carrying the weight of our sins as he laid up there. As he died, so that we can be dead to sin. My God, so that every time we sin, we can repent and ask God to forgive us. Forgive me, Lord Jesus, because I've sinned. And I don't mean forget, ask for forgiveness playing. God don't want your lip service, God wants your heart service. See, our heart is controlled. Our heart and our mind is controlled by our spirit. God wants our heart service, not our lip service. So if you got lip service, keep it. You know, it was by his, his stripes, the wounds that he received on the cross, that you and I are healed. I take at least four medications every morning. Every morning. And I know it's only God keeping me because I know I don't eat right like I'm supposed to. I know I don't. I cheat sometimes. I ain't going to lie to tell the truth. I cheat sometimes. But God is keeping me alive. And when I start to overdo it, God, that, that, that man inside of me, that spirit that whispers to me, uh-uh, put it down, leave it alone. Put it down, leave it alone. Put it down, leave it alone. And just as he's doing for me, I'm doing for you. Once, at one time, my God, I was like, I was walking in surf. I was in the club, dancing, pouring five records straight. 
I can't say what other people say living anyway because I, I never did drugs. I never smoked. I never got high. I never drank. I don't sleep around. It's not me. But I can say this. I was still lost. I was still lost. I had kids out of wedlock. Well, a kid out of wedlock until I got married. See, I did what I wanted to do. I gambled. I stayed out coming home 2 and 3 in the morning. I did what I wanted to do. I was lost. I became saved at the age of nine years old. I was baptized at nine. I was baptized again at the age, at the early age of at 30-something. Can't remember the exact age. Then I went down, at nine years old, I went down innocent. And in my thirties, I went down. Uh, uh, I went down a dry, uh, a dry, a dry center, and I came up a wet center. Okay, uh, and I and I hope I'm speaking to somebody. I hope somebody hear this because see, you're going, you're playing, you're going down, and you're going to get baptized. And if you're coming back out doing the same old thing, you're going down one devil and coming up another. You went down dry, but you're coming up wet devil. Yeah. And then, when I turned in my got when I got in my fifties, I went down. I went down a a wet child of God, a dry child of God, and I came up a wet child of God because I surrendered that ghost, just as Jesus surrendered, just he surrendered. His cup was empty. He surrendered on that cross. I surrendered that ghost. I gave it up because I turned my life over, back over to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. No more living that cart, no Christianity. No more. I can't do it no more. I don't know about you. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm telling you, I can't do it. No more playing with God. No more saying I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and then I'll do the other. No more. Because I know God for who he is, who he is in my life. And I'm saying to you, just as Peter said in these verses, it's time for a change. He encouraged them and I'm encouraging you. And with the way things have gone in the last year and now this year is coming up, I'm telling you, at such a time as this, it is time to make a change. We better start preparing and getting ready, getting ready, because the sky's going to crack. Because I'm telling you, this world is going to hell. This world is going to hell. But I'm going to tell you a sermon I preached a couple of months, no, the week before last, my bad. And I said, in moving forward, don't you be disheartened. Don't be disheartened. Know that God is in control, no matter who's in the seat of the White House. God is in control. Don't you give up, because God is in control. No more. Don't be that wandering sheep out there scared. Give it to God. Now is the time to turn your lives over to the Lord Jesus Christ. 
so that you too can be saved, so that you too can know what it's like to have hope, see the change in your life, and want to live, want to live unto God and not unto man. And I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Hallelujah. I'm done. Glory be to God. Is there anyone that has anything else to contribute to this Bible study? Is there anyone? My God, my God. Mm. Pastor, um, I first want to do what the Spirit of Jesus um, told me to do. I didn't introduce um, myself correctly. And he said, go back and do just um, as I'm supposed to do, giving honor to God, our Father, Jesus Christ, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, giving honor to the overseer of this line, Pastor Carpenter, and to our powerful speaker, to the powerful speaker on this ministry line tonight, Pastor Nadine. Um, Only thing I would say in closing for tonight for those of you who are listening on the line, as Pastor Nadine gave her testimony, this was the testimony. This is the definition of a testimony. As she went down and she been truthful and stating that what she was doing, the pills and stuff like that, this is a true testimony. This is what Jesus is talking about when we testify. It's not about bragging about ourselves or uh, stating that those little bit of uh, those little testimony of he saved me out of um, um, of the um, uh, 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 wanting to get angry with someone or whatever. It's good. That's great. But a powerful testimony is what Pastor Nadine went down to and te- telling true stuff about herself or keeping it real and keeping it truthful. This is the testimony that will help someone else because. Right then, the unbeliever will be thinking in their mind, "Oh wow, she did. She did this. We did this. I commit. I committed adultery. I did the lying. I did the stealing. And even though I was saved too, but I went back into the world as well. But see, these are the testimonies that people wanting to hear, that would lift them up and say, "Well, Jesus did it for her. God did it for her, and she's bringing out truth. Then He'll do it for me too." So I thank Amen. you, powerful. I thank God for allowing you with that powerful testimony because some people just don't know um, what testimonies are. It's about, oh, it's cool, this was cool or whatever. But th- this was a, the definition of powerful testimonies, and I hope and pray that all the ministries um, that own, that have these um, conference line ministry could have, could have listened at what you were saying because this is true testimony. I thank you, woman of God. Amen. Amen. As we always say, we thank everyone for coming online. We love you. And as we say before we close out the line, Overseer says, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Can anybody anybody hear me? (laughs) Yes, I can hear you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I guess I have myself on another because I wanted to say something, but uh, beautiful job, Pastor uh, Nadine. 
Uh, just Amen. to go back over, over one thing that you were talking about, I just want everybody to know that Jesus is an example for us when she was talking about enduring, that, mm-hmm. that, that Jesus endured everything that the Sadducees and the Sadducees threw at him. And yes. when she was reading the scripture, that scripture was letting you know it was through him that we are able. That's why the Bible says those that endure to the end. We have to endure yes. all kinds of uh, chastisement from people, uh, even in the church, um, criticism. All these things are going to come, but we need to be able to stand just like Jesus did. Jesus heard them, and when Jesus replied to them, he replied according to the word. Yes, sir. Amen. And, and and that's how we have to respond to things that are said about us or the attacks that come, that we have to respond according to the word. Amen. Amen. He told he told even the devil, he said, Man shall not live by bread alone but every by by but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Yes. We have to really understand that that there are those that are going to have envy, jealousy, and all that in the inside the church and outside the church, and all of them try to mock you and everything else. But you need to be able to stand in the character of Christ Jesus, no matter what you go through, because He stood and He and He prevailed. Amen. And you stand, and you, stand you prevail, because as I end this. Ain't nobody, and I tell people this all the time, it don't matter what people say or do or whatever because you know what? They, have, they, they can't judge you at all. The only one that judges you is Christ Jesus. That's right. Amen. That's it. That's it. I don't care what man say. He can say whatever he want to say. But, but when, I, when I stand before the end, the only one that has judgment over my life is Christ Jesus. Mm, amen. 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 Beautiful, beautiful job, uh, Pastor. <laughs> beautiful job. And thank oh, you. Thank uh, you. And thank you. Thank you, Evangelist uh, Easter Williams, for joining us tonight. You're welcome, um, Pastor Carpenter. Praise God. I enjoyed it. Amen. Amen. Back to you, teacher. <laughs> okay. Come on, phone. Oh, don't put them locks on your phone. Every time you want to go in, you got to open it. And as OBC always say, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We love you. We pray that everyone had a good night. All right, overseer. I'm waiting. Smooches. Smooches. That's right. That's his trademark. Amen. 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 You used to doing it. This is your night, not mine. Everybody listen to you to say that. That's your trademark. God bless. God bless. Love you all. God bless. Thank you, evangelist. Good night. Overseer, good night. God bless you. Oh, I need to text you about some things, Overseer. All right, text me. Wednesday night, Wednesday night. God bless. God bless.